Hello, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jesse Duplantis. And I'm Kathy Duplantis, and we're ready to chat again with Hallelujah. you. Hallelujah. We like the chats. Praise God. <laughs> yeah, we do. God. This is 128. Can you imagine? 128 chats. That's a lot. Praise yeah. the Lord. I think we're doing pretty good at that, didn't we? I like it. I tell you, God is so good and gracious. Thank you for watching all these uh, all these programs, I it guess is, you could yeah, think. Like, I, do you call this a program? Definitely. Is this a, is this a podcast? Well, it feels more like we're what, just what's in What's a podcast? Is that this? Don't no. ask me those questions. Don't you don't know? <laughs> well, I think they have lots of names for lots for all these things. But I podcast might be accurate. Depends where we post it. Actually, I understand. I don't know. Praise the Lord. Anyway, I want to talk about something that Kathy, I, she, I drive her crazy about this all these years. She said, you got so many plans. You don't have plan A. You got A, A B, C, D, all the way to Z. There's a reason for that because it's biblical. Okay. See, it's in the Word. <laughs> and I want to go to 2 Timothy chapter 4. Paul writing to his, his protege, Timothy, he says this in verse 1. I charge thee, that, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the Word. Yes. Now, this is the words I want to talk about. Be instant. In season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. In other words, be instant in season and out of season. That's why I got plan A all the way to plan B yeah, and all when, the way to plan C. But when I Whichever ask doesn't you, work. But when I ask you what we're going to do, I just want to hear one plan. Uh, yeah, so we can I mean, go yeah. with it. And then say, or we can do this. Or we can do, I say, which one? Where are we going to? Well, I mean. Because I would even, I even say, well, what time are we leaving? And you say, well, we're going to go at, at either 1030 or 1045. I said, well, which one? Because usually you're having me text someone. I don't like being late. I just want one. Yeah, I understand. But I mean, you got to be ready just in case something blow up. Uh-huh. You know, it's if they okay throw you off the ready. house, it's like a cat. You got to land on your feet. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Instead of hitting your head, bust your head. See, when you understand, that's what Paul was saying to him. He said, you're going to confront a lot of different things. Just be ready. Be ready. You know, are you that's ready? Good. Yes, I'm ready to learn. You know the song. <laughs> Look at that. It you know seems know. familiar. I've heard it. <laughs> so you just got to stay ready. And when you understand that, you'll understand this, that you must adapt your conduct to your circumstances. In other words, I may have, I may be wanting to do this. All of a sudden, the circumstances change, and I got to adapt my conduct toward that. See, in every which way, shape, or form, because you just never know what somebody like to take it to the left or take it to the right. We don't know about that. That's why he said be instant in season and out of season. So I'm just standing there ready for whenever anything happens. And, you know, we've done a lot of live television, and sometimes things will fall, fall or bam, or, you know, a light will blow up, boom. Well, I remember one time we were doing a chat, and you were adjusting your chair, and you pressed it the wrong down. button, and you went way down low. <laughs> so was, they had to come and, and help you. Yeah, I made, it, I made it funny. They thought it was part of the program. It wasn't you, part of the program. You adapted your conduct, but you kept smiling. I tell you what, man, when I was a rock entertainer, one time we were doing a show, and I fell off the stage. I couldn't see the. You the, did it the, while you were preaching too, years later. Oh and yeah, and right then I just stage. and everybody thought it was part of the show. No, I almost hurt. I hurt myself pretty hard. I said, no, it ain't part of the show. Be instant in season and out of season. Are you instant in season and out of season? I'd like you to read chapter Second uh, uh, Timothy four verse one and two in uh, amplified or whatever you got. Well, I have the amplified here and the passion well, here. Which, which one, one you want to read? Both of them. That's good. Let's read both. Well, of them. let's read the amplified since it's right here. I charge you in the presence of God by and of Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm who is to judge the living and the dead and by in the light of his coming and his kingdom, herald and preach the word. Keep your sense of urgency. Ah. Stand by, be at hand be re- and ready. Whether the opportunity seems to be favorable or unfavorable, whether, whether it is convenient or inconvenient, oh, I like that. whether it is welcome or unwelcome, you as a preacher of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. 
and convince them, rebuking and correcting and warning and urging and encouraging them to be unflagging and inexhaustible in patience and teaching. That's verse all the way through verse. That's one and two. That's one and two. That's right. Did did you want to go farther? Yeah, we can. But no, well, let's just stop right there. That's why I said you must adapt your conduct to circumstances. You see what I'm saying? That's what he's saying there. You see, I have spiritual sons and daughters, and sometimes you have to correct. If you, if you correct some things, you must also encourage. Right. You can't just leave a correction, wham. You have to also encourage. Because some people, you know, I mean, it's saying, no, you're doing wrong here. This, and, you know, you just don't leave them, oh, I, you know, you encourage, you see. Right. And, you know, and encouragement is the oxygen of the soul. So what you do is breathe on that. So I adapt my uh, conduct to the circumstances that are around me, whatever it takes. You that see what is, I'm saying? That's being spirit-led in well, every part of your life. You think about, listen to it in the pa- Passion okay, Translation. Okay, that's what that meant when you said that in Amplified. Let's yeah, see what it says in the Passion. the Passion Translation says it as well. I'm going to read verse 2. It says, Proclaim the word of God and stand upon it no matter what. Rise to the occasion and preach whenever it is convenient and when it is not. Preach in the full expression of the Holy Spirit with wisdom and patience as you instruct and teach the people. So that with full expression of the Holy Spirit. Well, you, you have to rise to the occasion. You, you never know. caught Jesus off guard. No. Whenever they came to him with a hard question, he always turned it around and had the wisdom because he was the Holy Spirit inspired him to speak and say and, what he said. He said, I'll only say what my father tells me to say. That's it. Do what my father tells me to do. And that's because he Amen. had a spirit-led life. And that's and why, he was always ready because of that. Yeah, and that's why I have so many different plans, because you never could catch me off guard neither. Because you have to be ready yeah. to whatever and it takes. the Holy Spirit leads you to the one to yes. use. You know, it's like you have this, this Rolodex. Or like we used to have a Rolodex before we had all, every, all our phone numbers on digital and all that. Uh-huh. But you had to always be ready to be able to find That's that right. reference. Well, let me give an example of what happened. This probably 40 years ago, maybe 45 years ago. I was preaching in a church called uh, First Assembly of God in Racial, Louisiana. Pastor was Brother J.B. Cherry. Now, this is the very beginning of my ministry. Okay. Well, the Holy Spirit began to move. Now, watch it. You got to be instant in season, you know, out of season, whatever. And we believe in the, we believe in the gifts of the Spirit. We do. We believe in letting the Holy Spirit flow. Mm-hmm. Well, a man jumps up and he starts prophesying. Hmm. And another person jumped up at the same time and starts speaking in tongues, a, a message in tongues and a prophecy. One was English, one was, both were in Yeah, tongues. no, but it was totally two different people on one side of the church. That's, my mom and dad was there. Now, I said, the first thing I did, I said, hold it. I said, sir, hold your peace. And I was talking about the one that was speaking in tongues. Right. I said, hold your peace. I said, girl, give what God told you to do. Boy, and he just kept going, and, you know, he prophesied. When he finished it, I said, now, uh, produce that message in tongues. See, you got to be instant in season, not a season. Did they do wrong? No, they just got hit by the Holy Ghost at the same time. And then there was an interpretation of the tongues? No, no, sure. it was something totally different. And then someone interpreted it, right. see? So that's what I mean by being instant in season, out of season. Because God was trying to speak to us, and people said there was confusion there. Well, that's how Paul did that in these churches, you know? He said, that's why he said maybe two at the most three. Yeah. Because what happens is when the Holy Ghost starts moving, people get emotional, man. I mean, things begin to happen, and they're not missing God. It's just they're feeling this expression of God. God's power, God's love, God's anointing. Right. So they're just coming out, see? But that's your, it, everything must be done for edification. In decency and order. That's and right. if, if you're in submission to the authority in the Amen. church, the person who is in charge of that moment and authority right. in the church would have the authority and the wisdom, yeah. the Holy Spirit would give the wisdom like you did that day to right. uh, keep everything in order. But my dad was just really, he was shocked. He said, boy, Jesse, you use wisdom on that. Well, what I did, I had read 2 Timothy 4, verse 1 and 2. 
be ready to be instant in season, out of season. Mm -hmm. You know, reprove, repute. You don't want to do that, but if you have to, you do. And that's what I'm talking about. So I want you to read the Amplified again. It really expresses. Like yes, it, it really too. expresses it. And I want you to hear this because you see, today you may have to be instant in season and out of season. This is this is non-spiritual, physical, and financial. Maybe you're going to do a financial transaction and all of a sudden they decide to change something. Remember that time we went to a bank and a guy, we were supposed to sign this uh, letter for a year, uh, no, uh, for, for five years. And he said, we'll just do it for a year. And our lawyer jumped up and said, no, no. He said, well, I'll just, I'll just you know, do it again the next year. And our lawyer said, you may not be here next year. Yeah, we would discuss. We had agreed upon it yeah. in the purchase agreement right. for the term, right. the length of time for that right. uh, That. Uh, was it and so, so we had to be instant in season, out of season. So that was just, that had nothing to do with the spirit. Yeah. But that had everything to do with a financial transaction. So we had to learn to flow in that manner. See, that's what I mean, be instant in season. That's why you never caught Jesus off guard. Mm -hmm. See? And, and I don't mean this private. You don't, you're not going to catch me off guard. Right. I'm like a cat. You throw me off the roof, I'm going to land on my feet. That's the truth. Uh, my feet may be hurting. But I'm going to land on my feet. You see what I'm saying? And sometimes I try to help you. I say, land right here. But you don't, you don't know. You sometimes But you listen. get a little aggravated at me sometimes. You say, you got too many plans. Well, if this don't work, I'm going to the next one. And if that don't work, I'm going to the next one. Is, was it that, uh, some great inventor? He did a, he did. A, Thomas Edison. Yeah, I Thomas said a thousand times how to do something. And finally it worked on the thousandth time. And, and everybody was aggra aggravated. They said, well, how? Why would you do it that way? He said, well, I also learned there was 999 ways not to do it. Mm -hmm. So that makes total sense to me. And that's what God is saying here, be instant in season. And Paul is writing this to his protege, Timothy, because you never know what's going to come up. Yeah. So read that again if yeah, you, you do Yeah, and Timothy mind. was the pastor of the church at Ephesus. Right. And when he first wrote 1 Timothy, the church was thriving. But 2 Timothy, they were experiencing some problems. They were having some so trouble. still bringing them wisdom and instruction from prison, I think he wrote That's this. right. So uh, at verse 2 says, Herald and preach the word. Keep your sense of urgency. Stand by, be at hand and ready, whether the opportunity seems to be favorable or unfavorable. I like that. Keep your sense of urgency. Keep your sense of urgency. That, yeah, I love that, man. That, that, that's, that's aware of what's going on. Go ahead. A I mean sense it. of urgency. Yeah, because it, it's urgency. Yeah. That's why I use my point. You must adopt your conduct See, that's, in the circumstances. See, that's different than being ready. That's right. That's, that's more. That's stronger. like like you're poised, like a cat's not ready to hit, ready to pounce. When we remember we went to uh, South Africa, and we went through that uh, years ago. In fact, we're hoping to go back. Lana Lose, huh? Yeah, we actually. I mean, for years we were going to uh, South Africa to preach, and every year that yeah. pastor would say, well, "You need to come to the game park and see this." As we've always admired, wanted to, but we never, 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 had never time. took time for it. One day, one year when we went, we finally gave ourselves three days to go, and it was amazing. But I remember seeing those those uh, animals in there, and they were like. And it reminded me the, how the intensity, how they're ready to Ooh. bounce. They're, you can see that the, that's their a, part, you know, the, the, the body's moving like this, buddy. Yeah, it's so like when coming. they're walking along in the bush or wherever it is, they're always really ready looking for food. But when they spot something, they're, they, they got that <laughs> sense of urgency and the back kind of curls up. I, I've just, seen that. I'm when sure you, the claws are yeah, out already, ready yeah, to pounce. <laughs> I've seen that when you were shopping. <laughs> <laughs> it comes back to the shopping. <laughs> it's true. I see kind of... Mm. <laughs> Wham. That shouldn't concern you. Well, no, but it's, I don't mind. <laughs> I know. I'm, jer I'm jerking your chain. Let me finish the sentence. She can say, going back to the word now. The Go scripture. ahead, read it. <laughs> urgency. Keep, my, keep your sense of urgency. Stand by, be at hand, and ready. Whether the opportunity seems to be favorable or unfavorable, whether it is convenient or inconvenient, whether it is welcome or Ooh. unwelcome, 
You, as a preacher of the word, are to show people in what way their lives are wrong and convince them, rebuking and correcting and warning and urging and encouraging them, being unflagging and inexhaustible in your patience and teaching. Well, you know, these are some of the points that the Lord spoke to me, that you must adapt your conduct to those circumstances. This too, choose the right time for action. Mm-hmm. Even though you know what to do, you have, the timing has to be right. Exactly. See, are you going to miss? You know, how many uh, lions have missed the hunt? They, well, they yeah, missed the prey? They're, they're poised. They have that sense you, of urgency. But, you but got, if they jump too soon, they're going to... That's right. The animal's not going to be in the right position. They're launched. Right. Or if they wait too late, they're going to have to run and they may that's miss right. it. And you never regulate your enthusiasm by your surrounding. You don't regulate your enthusiasm, see, by there your you surroundings, go. you see? So in other words, you're That's adapting good. everything to your, your conduct, to circumstances. You are choosing the right time and the action. That's what he's telling him here yeah. in the church. You Say know? that last part again. And I love this. Never regulate your enthusiasm by your surrounding. See, a lot of people, you know, they're, they're, uh, if, if it's not right, uh, they start changing their enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. They start regulating. Well, no, you just keep it there. Yeah. You just keep it going. Okay, it's like watching television. You got something called a clicker. Now, all that bot person got to do, and I'm gonna use my glasses like a, is this? Are you off? But if you regulate your, you don't regulate your enthusiasm, but what's around by your surrounding, you can have people. They'll, they'll go to do that and wait a minute. He's gonna say something. He's gonna do something, or she's gonna do something, whatever. And you see, and then you 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 you're ready to, like I say, pounce if you want to call it that. Right. You're ready to shut the devil down right. in Another the name way of Jesus. I'm thinking about is that you can choose to wake up in the morning with a smile and a pleasant attitude. That's right. Instead of like they say on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah. You what can side just... is the wrong side? I just don't know. <laughs> well, it depends on how you're acting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One day it may be this side. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but. You always have the certain side of the bed. No matter if well, you, you go to a hotel room, I say that's your side. Kathy Even likes to see the clock at night for some reason. I like to be closer to the bathroom. Yeah, and closer to the bathroom. She goes to the bathroom way more than I they ever don't do. need, They don't need to hear that. <laughs> okay, just that's thought, not the point. I just, the point. You see, see, you know, she, she pounced right there. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I was thinking about once I've been in so many different hotel rooms. I remember waking up in the middle of the night. It was dark. And I got up and I walked toward what was supposed to be the doorway to, to the, my bathroom. And I ran right and into the, the wall. wall. And I mean, I hit it hard because it woke you up. <laughs> One of the best things I think Kathy ever did, it was so funny. We were on a motorcycle trip and uh, going up to Colorado, I believe it was. And then we stopped and we were starving because we were uh, on diets, you know. We tried to diet like that. This is so funny. And, you know, and, uh, and Kathy liked no, to No, you sit. were on a diet. I was trying to get you on a diet. Oh, listen to it. So I wasn't Wait, trying to This is my you. story here. Watch it. So Kathy don't like light when she's, in, in, when she's sleeping. You're not getting dark. You know? So, anyway, man, I'm sleeping like that, and it's dark in there and it's everything. a little nap. And, I mean, I'm like this. All of a sudden, I, I just woke up. I don't know why I woke up. I just did. And I, I reached over on that side, and I, I, I didn't, t- I couldn't touch you. I didn't feel you. I said, where's she's at? And I got to looking around. And, you know, when it's real, real dark, you can really see light on the other side of a door. Mm-hmm. And Kathy had the bathroom door closed, and a little bit of light. I thought, what she was doing? And I went and I opened up the, the, the bathroom door, and she was eating a Snicker bar this big. I saw, I read Jesse. I, I said, know, I said, you I devil did, no, from I hell. I was doing it there because I didn't want to wake you up. Oh, that's and a lie. I didn't sh- and I didn't want to share it. All right, no, girl, let, me, let me pray for you. I have to repent. Father, help her <laughs> repent from this iniquity. <laughs> and she ate that well, whole Snicker bar. See, we're hungry. Yeah, peanuts That's in okay. There, some protein. <laughs> the protein, yeah. Yeah, it was a blessing. <laughs> but I, I thought, forget this diet mess. You just eat what you want, you see. It's hard and, to pass up a good Snicker bar, but, uh, yeah. but, a pay, uh, but a payday will do it. A payday Payday's will better. do it. <laughs> see, so I chose the right time for action. 
So I got up and looked and see, and I found that you were a sly. I gave you a bite. Yeah. Did I? No, you didn't give me a bite. You eat it all. <laughs> yeah, you know. But she likes. That's you fine. Didn't I, it wasn't, it wasn't the idea. I would have shared it. It wasn't the idea that we had made, I thought we'd made a decision. I don't think that has anything to do with what we're talking we talk, about. Yes, today. it is. See, it was, you went to plan B. You went to plan <laughs> C. So you could eat and get, you, get what you wanted. That's what I'm talking about. When you understand that. I was instant in season and out of season. Well, you, I had that ready in my backpack or in my bag for in case an emergency <laughs> happened and I missed a meal. And I think I did that day, so that's why I was... You adapted your conduct to the circumstances. And it was a good day. And it was a good day. (laughs) That's what Paul is telling him. So I want every Christian that is watching today to be instant in season, honestly. For example, example, you never know when God's going to tell you to give. And you don't have to be in church. Of I mean, course. the other day, you were, we, went, we got a wonderful little restaurant here. And, and some people call it a hole in the wall, but it's really good seafood. It's called the Seafood Pot. Okay, and we go there quite often. We like it. It's very close to my house, close to the ministry. Anyway, she kind of said, you want to go to Seafood Pot? I said, sure. And uh, so we went, and I was just sitting there. Now, I wasn't expecting this to happen. We ordered our stuff, and, you know, and, and they brought it to the table, and we just enjoyed stuff. And, 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 and a lady came in. She was kind of elderly, holding, holding a cane. And walking a little slow, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She went, you have to order, you have to go up to the register and give your order, then you sit down and they bring it to you. Right. Well, I don't know her, and I mean, I, I've never seen her before in my life. So I'm sitting there, and I got about my second spoon uh, of food to put in my mouth, and the Lord spoke to me. He pounced. Huh. He said, He gave for, you a sense of urgency. A sense of urgency. <laughs> he said, Pay for that woman's meal. She already had paid for it, see? I said, The first thing I thought, I didn't say it was, I don't know, you know. But you see, I, I, I was ready instant in season. I seen, so I got up. Cassie, where are you going? I said, I'll be back in just a minute. So I walked up to the cash register, the lady, and I said, if you don't mind, would you tell me how much that lady's meal was? Hmm. I think it was $31 or something. I got change. Right. I said, thank you. And I walked over to, and, she, and you know, she was starting to eat. She just looked up like this. Seemed like a sweet lady. I said, ma'am, I don't know who you are, and I don't mean to disturb your meal, but the Lord told me to pay for your meal. And I put the $31, the $32, whatever it was, on the table. She goes, Oh, my God. Thank you. I said, oh, you're welcome. Said, and it was just such a, and I just turned around, walked off, went back to my table so we could eat our lunch. But you see, I was instant in season right. and out of season. I, 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 I wasn't going there to buy somebody's meal. <clears throat> That's, I'm using that as a simple example. But watch that. People appreciate that. And God appreciated it. And when we got up to leave, she looked at me and, and it was kind of far, far from me. She said, thank you, sir. And it was a blessing. She won't forget that, yeah. see. Now, I could have said, well, Lord, I don't know her. <clears throat> I went, why do I need to pay her? You know, but you just never know when God's going to tell you to give. That's you true. never know when God's going to tell you to pray. That's so good. I've had that happen to me many times. Go to a Walmart and be walking down there to go get something. And all of a sudden, the Lord, I see a person, they look up, I look at and the Lord said, these people are in trouble. Pray for them. Yeah. I just walk up to them and say, y'all having trouble. And man, let me tell you, when you're in trouble and somebody, and the Spirit of God is so perfect, it touches people. They man, tears coming out. And I pray for them right there in the aisle. Yes. Why? Instant, in season, out of season. Now, do I prefer to do it in church? Well, yes, because that's what church is for, you know, to be a blessing to people. But that's what I'm talking about in everything you do. You know, Jesse, I was just thinking about how really what this is is the Holy Spirit-led life, but right. keeping us ready, but he's also teaching us uh, on small things. Right. So that when big things happen, we, we've already applied the principles. We've already trained our Amen. spirit to hear. We've, we've trained our, uh, our lot to ourselves to obey and act. 
And so that way we're, we're always working in this realm so that when something happens, we've already, we've already gotten stronger. I, I just reminded me of a verse of scripture in Hebrews chapter five. Uh-huh. It talks about how it says, because uh, was, Paul was teaching the people there that he, he wanted to give them something stronger, but they weren't really ready for it. Right, and Hebrews verse, chapter five. Hebrews chapter five, verse 14, he says, but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. We, we are growing up, and, and when God shows us and leads us things, he wants us to, to do it, no matter how simple it may seem, because we're being trained. We're, our tra- senses are being uh, trained and conditioned, That's right. exercised to discern between good and evil. And so if we live this lifestyle day in and day out, even in what may be seem the simple things, like even like, where to turn and it's rather than another way and then you realize maybe you've avoided an accident or regardless right. but it's being it's it's the spirit-led life which keeps you ready and uh and even like you said rehearsing or thinking about yeah. options should there become should a diversion come in the way then i'll do this but that's what you're doing your 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 senses are trained and that's that helps us to get to a point where we can have strong meat then god can give us bigger Amen. things to do in fact like we talked about in our previous boardroom chat, the last days is going to be even more important than ever to realize that we need to be strong spiritually. Amen. And stop being babies. We need to grow up and realize Amen. that God wants us to bring into deeper things. And when we, we, we learn to act and obey him in the small things, the things that may seem insignificant, it's really training our spiritual senses. And, and, yeah, that's to right. To discern. And a lot of times something major will happen. I really love that I saw this happen with my daughter few years back, we had an accident right very close to our ministry. Well, I mean, the guy went in the ditch, and it's it pretty rough, you know, and boy, he hit his head and all this kind of stuff, and everybody was just standing around doing nothing. Jody come up there, and everybody didn't know what to do, and Jody said, this, 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 call the ambulance, do that. But, I mean, she took charge of it and, and it took care of that. Yeah. You know, it can be something sweet and simple, but it also can be something that can be Really rough, it's and you have to—you got to make quick decisions, right? And you have to understand that you know if God be for you, who could be against you? And I love Saint John sixteen thirteen. I base the the running of the ministry on it. Howbeit, when the Spirit of Truth has come, He will guide you in all truth—not some truth or a truth, but all truth. Now He will do a truth, but He does it in all ways. Yeah. You see, when you understand that, yeah. And even you know, a baby uh, learns to walk before they run. Right. So that, that's training your, your physical muscles to right. take those steps one step at a time. They learn how to, the toes grip, every, or different muscles come right. into play. Your spine balancing, right. child's learning to walk. Well, spiritually speaking, when we start stepping out and saying things, God may prompt it on your heart to, yeah. to bless someone with $5, may b- prompt your heart to just go tell someone, right. uh, the Lord just wants me to tell word. you I love that he loves you. Something that may seem simple, maybe they already know that, but that was something strategic that God needed them well, to hear, but he's also training you to learn to how to operate by uh, following your spirit, your recreated spirit. Well, this happened to me. You know, I like motorcycles and things of that nature. And uh, Brother Kenneth Cope was so kind. He gave me this beautiful motorcycle. Just gave it to me on a motorcycle I remember trip. the day. He threw the keys He threw the keys at me. He said, hey, Jesse, he noticed me noticing it. You know, you know we always come down. I had my motorcycle. Yeah. I was just looking at it. I thought, boy, this is a beautiful motorcycle. He said, you'd like to ride it? I said, well, yeah, you know, we already had parking. And he threw the keys to me, so I thought he just wanted me to ride it. He said, no, it's yours. Huh. I said, what? It's yours. I couldn't get over that. Well, right. I took it home, and I really, I really prized it because Brother Copeland is a great friend of mine. And, um, 
he gave it to me. And it was a blessing, something that he liked. Okay, okay, I, I, I had it for about maybe four months, six months, and I really loved, loved it, and I kept it. You know, at my office, I can go look at it if I want to take a little ride. Well, that, I got up one morning not knowing this was going to happen, but the incident season, out of season. I came, and I went to the garage where I parked it, see? And I made sure there had some guests. I thought I might go riding in the afternoon, okay? And when I walked in there, the Lord said, that's not your motorcycle. I said, oh, yes, it is. <laughs> I like my motorcycle. He said, that's Roy Holton's motorcycle. That's Roy's. Mm-hmm. And I thought, Roy's got his own motorcycle. And in fact, I believe I had bought Roy a motorcycle. I said, look, I, I, I did what you asked me. I, I bought him a motorcycle. We bought the one it, that he had his heart on. Yes. And Roy is one of our, is our head owner bearer. been with me for 27 years, 28 years. If you've been in our meetings, a lot of you may have seen him. Big he's guy. The Lord's guy with the uh, long beard. With the long beard. He's married to, Jess, I mean, to uh, Jesse's secretary, Mary. So watch that. That's, and I, you, know, but, you know, the Bible said, in the mouth of two witnesses, let every word be established. I didn't want to accept that. But you see, I'm, I'm, I'm ready instant, in season, out of season. Well, I closed the garage door, and I saw when I walked over to my office, and, uh, and I said, well, then we'll see if Kathy needs to tell me anything. Uh, and I walked into Kathy's office. She was doing something. She looks up at me, and watch this. Just out the blue, she said, you know that motorcycle, uh, the brother Cope, yeah, that beautiful motorcycle? I said, yeah. She said, you ought to give that to Roy. I thought, my God. I mean, how did she know the Lord had just spoke that to me? Out of the mouth of two witnesses, let me the word be established. Well, she didn't. But because she said and that. And I didn't plan to say that. I needed just, another sign. I don't know why I needed another sign, but I did. It's a confirmation. That's a confirmation. Good to get a I confirmation. Get. So I said, okay. I walked back out and I had Roy come in the back and I said, Roy, I want you to come back and look up, help me on my motorcycle here. Okay. Boss, he loved motorcycles. The boy, he said, this thing is gorgeous. And I, and I did the same thing that Brother Copeland did. I said, you really like it? I, I said, yeah. And I threw in the key. Hey, Mo, Roy don't cry. Roy is a man's man. When I mean a man's man, he's a man's man. He goes, Oh, my God. <laughs> and because it was such a beautiful. See, that's being instant in season, out of season. See, to do something good, to do whatever it takes, if it's a correction or if it's an encouragement, whatever it is. Now, why, uh, why did you do it right after I got that confirmation? And write this down if you're taking notes. Never do less than your best. Every time you do something, do your best. And I got a great story uh, Enrico Crusoe, that great uh, tenor, opera tenor way back in the 1900s, this man could sing. I mean, it, even when it was bad recording, you could see, you could hear the quality oh, of his voice. It was amazing. The he gift. was just, was oh, gift. man. And Pavarotti was like, like that, too. But anyway, so watch this. He was a very wealthy man, naturally. Well, uh, and he was also a very charitable man. Well, someone asked him if he would come and sing. And there was only about maybe six or eight people that just sing a song that were eating. And normally his crowds were... Oh, 2003, filling yeah. up uh, big, huge theaters, uh, theaters and stuff like that. And Caruso sang Sweat Flying. I mean, hit it with everything. And his manager was looking at him. And finally, after it was all said and done, of course, the people are preaching, maybe six to eight people. I mean, they, he would have he made probably two to $5,000. And in 1901, that was a ton of money, buddy. Mm-hmm. So after they finished, you know, he went and get something to eat, but his man, uh, you know, went, went and get a little snack and everything. And his man said, Enrico, why would you sing so hard? Why would you do, my God, there's only six to eight people. And Enrico Crusoe said, Enrico always does his best, no matter how many are out there. So in other words, he honored the talent that God mm-hmm. gave him. Never do less than your best. I do all I know to do in my ministry to do my best in everything I do. 
spiritually, physically, financially, every area. <clears throat> when God has told me to pay off somebody's house, I mean, that's sometimes a lot of money, you know. I said, I'm yours to command. Now, I'm bragging about that. I just never do less than my best, you yeah, see. And I, and I did, you know, recently, <clears throat> the Lord lead, led me to give a watch that I, someone had given to me away, and I didn't realize, and I had never worn it. It was nice watch. Beautiful watch. It's yeah. a Burberry watch. And I remember seeing the watch and said, and I had put it on my you liked heart. the watch. You didn't. I liked it, but yeah. I just never worn it. And I, every time I'd see it, I'd say, that belongs to someone. I'm not sure who yeah, the Lord was going to show God me. Give, give you something. Give <clears> and that day, I remember the Lord showed me who to give it to. And then I brought it to them and put it on, trying to look beautiful. Then I said, well, let me help you set it. And that's when I realized the battery would, had, was dead because it had been in my, closet, my right. drawer there for a while. And so I remember getting money, the money for the battery and bringing it to, look, you're going to have to put a battery in and make sure that you, hopefully, if this doesn't cover it, let me know. So that's so because you, you, you gave do, her the watch plus you paid for you the battery. But you don't give someone that's something that's broken. I felt horrible, but hopefully they got it working. If not, I want to know about it. <laughs> you know, well, I did the same thing. We have a little pizza place called Rotolo's, and I had a watch on that was given to me. And I had been wearing it for about a year, and I really liked it. And uh, there was a lady, uh, several people from the church were all eating in there. And uh, she said, Brother Jesse, that's a beautiful watch. If you notice now, women wear men's watches. They don't want them little slim watches no more. You know, they used to do, a woman had a very small, slim watch. Now they wear kind of, well, like, kind of like what you have. No, uh, they wear a bigger watch, a you know what I'm this saying? This is not a man's watch. No, but I'm just saying, uh, but I'm just saying they're, big, they're bigger <laughs> yeah, watches. they're a little though. beefier. And I said, well, you like it? And I took it off and gave it to her. And she just couldn't get out over that. Well, I was instant in season. Did you well, did you want to give it away? No, but I was instant in season. And obviously, I just <laughs> but wanted you do to be a with excellence. You do yes, your best. I, do I remember my best. another time when I looked in my closet and I had all these suits that I felt like the Lord wanted me to give to this pastor in Georgia. She's a wonderful uh, lady, uh, Sandra Kennedy. Sandra is hello, Sandra she Kennedy. Oh, <laughs> I would gave her a few, and then she loved her those so much. So I said, these were St. John outfits, very she, expensive. And so she outfits. says she wears them for a while, and then she gives them some, to some right. ladies in her church. So I remember there was like twenty of them because I'd accumulated a lot over the years. I'd yeah, worn a lot of them to preach in, and. <laughs> Uh, you know, that had been taped in or filmed in, so I really couldn't always use them again and again. But they were still had a lot of life on them. They were really good. They, they wear like iron. And so I remember grabbing them all and think and bringing them, because I wanted her to get, get them into the soil. I wanted to get it to her right away. So we were going there. We brought them all over there or we shipped them. I can't remember which. But I remember that, oh, afterwards I thought, oh, goodness, I should have dry cleaned all those things. You should have what? I should have cleaned dry them cleaned all. Dry cleaned them, yeah. So I realized that I didn't. So I remember well, you sending her. <laughs> I hope not. Anyway, they, were, I, they, were, they weren't soiled, but I just wanted them to be fresher. So I remember sending her the, a, a check to make sure that they all, that would cover the dry cleaning for all of it. So that was a simple thing in somebody else's mind, but that was just a commitment to do things the, in the best way, in the right. most honorable way. And that's a, that's a lifestyle that, that, uh, that propels you to excellence. And, and, God, and I think that's the Spirit of God wanting you to do, be, yeah. that your gift that uh, parallels to when we give to God, we give Him our best. You better know We don't it. give Him second best. Right. We don't give Him just the leftovers. He, no. What we give to Him and bring to Him should be honorable and our best. You know, it re this really hurt my feelings. This is several years ago. I went to this man's house, and his house was beautiful. It was gorgeous, and he really liked it. And I was glad we that he had a beautiful We were happy for them. I know what you're talking about. But when about. I got to the church, there was dirt and trash all over the place. And I thought, wasn't my God. Wasn't clean, wasn't I repaired. said, man, you don't take care of God's house? 
Man, and I, it's neglected. Yeah, it was, and I thought, man, he's not doing his best. No. I would rather, I had a lady tell me one time, you, you know, I get constantly persecuted about the house we live in, especially me, you know. And, uh, and, but I tell you what, if you come to the ministry, we're known as a ministry of excellence. We do things right because you need to do it right in every area that you can. See what I'm saying? And that's what I mean by that. Because you never know when you have to. Uh, you, you had plan A. It's a perfect plan. And all of a sudden, B, C, D, E, and F is not going to work. And you got to go all the way to Z. So if you're instant in season, not a season, like Paul was saying to Timothy, no matter what comes your way, Timothy, in this church, yeah. you'll be able to handle that. Well, God and he said, hold fast to the form of sound words. That's good. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's you have how to you be do sound. It. That's exactly how you, you know, do that's it. happened when God created mankind and Satan came in, so he had another plan. He had a plan Well, bring you, Jesus in. To, yeah, right? I mean, you know, you, you look at it, I make a joke about it. I said, God made man, and he went, mm, I think I can do better. So he made woman. You no, know? I'm not talking about that. What I mean is that God had a plan for mankind to be blessed and yes. live on the earth. But First mankind, words he said. Mankind gave uh, authority, you know, submitted to Satan, obeyed him instead of God. Yeah. And so mankind lost their authority in the earth. But God right. had another plan. He he shifted to, like you said, that was, if you want to the call covenant. it Jesus plan B. I don't know if yeah, you want to call uh, that. You could do that. Yes, so indeed. The, uh, he had the, Jesus was uh, planned to be on the scene to restore mankind, the blessing so on you, mankind. So you're not going to criticize me anymore in all the plans that I have? No, but I'm just saying, just give me one at a time is all I'm saying. That's, I don't, I'm glad you have multiple plans. I just don't want to hear all of them at once when I ask you, what time are we leaving? Well, I've studied it. <laughs> we can it. leave it this time. By the time you're through explaining the whole thing, we see what I'm I said, okay, now what time are we leaving? <laughs> well, I look at it like I adapt my conduct. Oh, and I got to say. By the circumstances. I got to say, you just you just need to improve upon this. But I have, oh. I have, I have adapted to my circumstances, because when you say we're going to leave at 10:15 from the house, uh, you're circling around my chair where I'm putting my makeup on or getting my clothes and together. 30 minutes before that, so and then you're ready. 15 minutes before we're supposed to be ready. So I've learned to be ready 15 minutes ahead of time, rather than the time you give me, because I've adapted. But just released just recently. And You've always and been so late. I was a slow learner. I had to that. cast that late devil out of you. But I'm thinking, <laughs> what is the deal? Don't give me that time. Don't give me 10 o'clock if you really mean 10:45. Uh, no, 9:45. Okay. I would give her 10 o'clock, people, and she'd be finished at 10:15. That no, don't work. No. Yes, and Kathy, don't lie. I mean, you're talking to people listening. But to here it is. <laughs> you know, but that's why is. I have to circle, you know. <laughs> but here it is. He's walking. He's, and so why? We hurry up so we can go somewhere else and wait. So <laughs> That's all right. The time, you said that's, a, that's their problem, not mine. So I adapted my conduct to the circumstance. But now I don't have to do that because, you know, because he's a slow learner sometimes. And, but you got it. You got it done. So we go. With, and then sometimes... I mean, I come in there and, and I'm actually early and she's sitting there waiting for me to walk out the door. I said, ah, Many times I lately. Like this. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're doing a lot better. Praise <laughs> the Lord. I think I'm going to write you an epistle. <laughs> like Paul did to Timothy, you see. So when you understand that, you understand, and these little points are really, I really like the points God gave me. I just wrote okay. them on this paper. You must adapt your conduct to circumstances. You choose the right time for action. You never regulate your enthusiasm by your surrounding. And when you understand that, you, well, I didn't tell you this. If you do your work with confidence, even if it is, even if it's people get a scorn you, you still do your work with confidence. Right. And they may not like it. That's not the issue. You do, you're doing what God tells you to do. And never do less than your best. And I like that about Enrico Crusoe. And I made up my mind that I'm, on, I'm not going to do less than my best in every area of my life. And, and spiritually, physically, and financially. See, so let me just say, you just never know what's going to happen out there because the world's unsettled. 
See, it is, it's completely unsettled in every which way, shape, or form. I'll give you an example. Before I had my own plane, I, I remember I took a flight, and I was a little commercial flight from New Orleans to Shreveport. Okay, and then we stopped in Shreveport, and we had to go to Dallas. Well, I went preaching Dallas, and I had to come back to Shreveport, and then stop in Shreveport, and then go to, and then go to uh, New Orleans. When I got there, there was a problem with the plane in Shreveport mm-hmm. coming back home. People were chewing that woman out like crazy. You know, and that's not her fault. She's the one, she's just the ticket handler. Mm-hmm. I mean, my God, my God. And they said, and, uh, and, and, and she, man, I just looked, she, so she was frustrated and angry. So I just walked up and said, uh, that's not your fault, sweetheart. And she just looked at me. I said, you know, but uh, you just happen to be the person catching all the hits, you know, because I said, I said, just don't worry about it. Don't let it destroy your day. I said, even though these people are crazy. And they were pretty mean. They actually cussed her a little bit and all that. Oh, it was bad. And I didn't say that. So watch that. Well, all of a sudden, more than about maybe 30 minutes later, it was 30 minutes late already, uh, but 30 minutes later, the um, pilot, I guess, a mechanic come up, leans over, whispers something in her ear. And, um, and, I, thought, and so I, and I, I saw it, but I didn't pay that much attention to it, you know. So I was sitting there, and he walked back out to that door that they go to, and I never thought nothing about it, you know. And I was, I was looking at something, and, 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 and I think I had a book in my hand. And all of a sudden, I was, I look up, she says, she says, come with me. I said, what? She said, come with me. And I went, oh, okay. So everybody saw her tell me to come with her. So I got up and I went to the door with a mechanic thing. I'm going to walk down. She said, get on the plane. You're going to New Orleans. He said, we can bring one person. But because I was nice. Wow. And you can see the people, and I wanted to, I wanted to look at it. They're all like, oh, I don't want to go, nah, 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 nah. But I did, you know. But you see, I adapted my conduct to the circumstances. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And I got, I got to New Orleans. I got, I got there 30 minutes later than I was, but I got there. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a blessing of the Lord to be able to do that. You see what I'm saying? So this is what I want. I felt really strong about this today when I came into the office. He said, go to 2 Timothy 4. And he said, tell people to get ready because these are the last times. Uh-huh. And you have to know what age you are living in. That's We're good. living in the Matthew 24, 14 age. Yes. That when a gospel is preached to the world, the end shall come. You have to understand what's going on. The Bible said two will be in the field. One will be taken, the other yes, left. Yes. You got to be ready. Right. You see, you got to be ready. So I'm about the Father's business in every area of my life, spiritually, physically, and financially. You see, and many of you know this, that we receive partners into our ministry all mm-hmm, the time. Mm-hmm. And it's not just because of financial remuneration. It's that I have this anointing of increase on me, and it's my obligation, and it's my duty to let it come upon you. God didn't just give it to me so I could live good. Because if, if it only happened to me, then it would be heresy. Right. So it's got to come upon you. And that's why and my partners are getting blessed. And I've had right, so many of them, and we got, we got some uh, great testimonies and things. But let me just say that if you like to be a partner to this ministry, we'd love to have you into our family. You know, and it's a blessing and it's wonderful. Well, how do I do that? Well, you can send a donation to JDM.org if you like to. Or you can use PayPal. Or you can text to give. Or you can mail in a donation. Now, if you don't want to do that, then don't do it. But still keep watching the boardroom chats and all the different things that we put here on social media. You know, you know we, we're not asking you to pay for this thing. But we do this because our partners bless us right. and we're able to do all these things. We can't, you know, a lot of people are doing it on a, a phone. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. But my, we got cameras in here, two of them on here. There are people behind it. So we can do what I call excellence mm-hmm. to make it look right, talk right, and be right. right. See? So thank you, partners, for helping us do all this all the time. 
And I mean that sincerely. Yeah. And you know what? We will honor your gift, and I am not lazy with your seed. Yeah. You know, I mean, Jody told me this today, Dad, you work too hard. Whoa, gee. Well, I've been taught to work hard, yeah? And that's a blessing. I mean, you know, to me, that's what I do. Well, that's our theme for this year. Go do the work. And we're Go doing do the work. <laughs> and we do it. What about some yeah, uh, well, You know what I was just thinking about? Yes. I'm going to read some testimonies, too. But I love what you're saying about that because, and the Lord just showing me recently how, you know, the scripture says in Luke chapter 14, verse 23, it was a parable Jesus was telling the people there that he says, but the Lord said to the servant, go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to oh, come man. in that my house may be filled. I see this chat as one of the highways, one of the right. ways that God is getting highways, that God is getting his word Amen. to people, encouraging people and building them up. And we get so many great testimonies. Why do you think he used the word compel? He didn't say just go out there and ask them to come. No, and let he me said, see how it says them. it in you the know, Amplified. You, you, know, you do your best to get people where they're supposed to be, spiritually, physically, and financially. Yeah, the high Amplified area. says it even stronger. It says, Then the master saith unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and urge and constrain them. Urgency. There we go again. Yeah. Sense and of urgency. Think to about that. yield and come in so that my house may be filled. We have to be ready for the coming of the Lord. And Amen. that part of that readiness is helping others to get ready. You to know, realize I, I, I that want, Jesus is... Is going to be coming, and you need to be a part of the, the reception. <laughs> I want to name this uh, boardroom chat, Never Do Less Than Your Best. Oh, See, I like the whole uh, ready angle. Uh, what, what, which one is it? Which be one? ready. We're ready. Be ready. Instant, instant. Well, that's, well, okay. well, that's the well, never doing less than your best. Your it's well, your no, call. Oh, no. Let her. Excuse what I just said. We're going to throw it out the door. Yeah, be okay. ready. Okay. Uh, what you going to name Something it, Something with the uh, be always instant. be ready. Yeah, instant. No, ready. Always be you, ready. Is there something wrong with your hearing? Okay. <laughs> ready. <laughs> ready. Ready. We got to be ready. Ready and steady. <laughs> okay. We can have multiple titles. Okay, we're going to change the title to ready. <laughs> I Always still think be my ready. title's better. But anyway, go ahead. Well, you're, this is your decision. I know, it's fine. Abraham <laughs> says, joining from Chennai, India. Glenda says, hi, Jesse and Kathy from Australia. And then we have Lionel saying, hailing from Calgary, Canada. Brenda says, praises from Nigeria. I love the fact that people are watching all over the world, you know, and they tune in at different times for them, of course. Sure. Carrie says, great word. Thanks, guys, from South Africa. Praise the Lord. Poetes says, I so appreciate the urgency of your voices and hearts to us in these end times. Amen. Indeed, it is the dregs of the last days. See, she knows the age she's living in. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. And it says, and JDM is a beacon of light and hope continuously to encourage us all. I'm not sure if that's a male or female poetess. I've never heard that name, but, or where they're from, they didn't say. see that name. Poetess. Poetess. Maybe that's I've never seen that name neither. Anyway, it's a beautiful name. Janet says, thank you so much for the message that things are falling into place. Hallelujah. (laughs) Not falling apart, falling into place. That's right. It says it gives me hope for the future. And that's really the motive for all of these chats that we have. We want to inspire people to realize that God has hope no matter how difficult or impossible things look, no matter what the news reports are saying, we can change the news when we believe the word of God. Well, you know, especially as as it pertains to our lives. Being instant in season and out of season, what happened to me not long ago, you know, I I turned on the news just maybe 30 seconds before I left the house to come to the ministry. This is probably a month or two or three months ago. And they said, the inflation rate here in America is 8.6%. Uh, and I, I heard myself saying this, well, I can do better than that. So I left, 
my house and I gave a 10% raise to the whole staff. People and you may not, do you know how much money that is? No, you, you were don't. Poised and ready. I was poised and ready. I was a state of emergency. Mm -hmm. And say, you, you know how much money? That's a lot of money. I got a lot of staff. See what I'm saying? 10% across the board. I said, now you better buy your gas. You better do something. You know, because you, you you actually make a little bit more than the uh, inflation rate. See what right, I'm saying? Right. And uh, and I'm not bragging on that, but see, that's being instant in season. I wasn't expecting to do that. Right. That never even came up in my mind. But the Lord wanted that done. Wow. And you know what? God's word is doing good and everybody seems to be doing fine. I was just thinking about how important it is to speak out whatever's in your spirit. The Holy Spirit will lead you to say things that need to be said in your life. Maybe you just, it seems insignificant, but words are containers that carry your future. Yeah, and so if God is, lead, if you're sensing something that you need to be saying about your family, or maybe it's a, a loved one that needs to be born again, or maybe it's a financial situation that you're in the middle of, begin to declare what you want, not looking at saying what you have, but declare what you want. Amen. Because realize that the Holy Spirit will, fill you with words that need to be spoken. I was just thinking about how Peter didn't have a clue that the words that he was speaking were inspired by the Father in heaven. When Jesus asked him, whom do men say that I am? Uh, Peter said, uh, you know, they said all oh, these, that all oh, who he is, Elijah, whatever he is, but who do you say that I am? And Peter, under inspiration, of the uh, Holy the Ghost, said the fathers actually spoke through him. He says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus told him, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. It's my father in heaven that revealed it to you. So he spoke and didn't even realize he was speaking something that God, revelation. the father told him. Well, many times it's things that are dropping in your spirit. You think it's yourself, but learn to discern between good and evil. Learn to exercise your spiritual senses and begin to say what's in your heart. Hallelujah. Because that's what God is giving you to change your life. And that's what it's so powerful that it, it, it'll help you to be ready. And that really is a sense of readiness within right. your spirit to be ready to declare and speak and say those things that need to be spoken. Yeah. Right? That's good. And let me tell you, I had a person, and I, I corrected someone the other day. Said, Brother Jesse, I want to give you a donation. I said, it's not a donation. And they look, I said, it's an investment in your future. So you're investing in God's work. So oh, I never thought of it like that. Mm -hmm. It's an investment in your future. Yeah, we change terminologies like you've said so often. People change the words to things, mm -hmm. and it changes your perspective about it. Like you've said often, like they don't call it gambling anymore. They call it gaming. gaming. Oh, they yeah. don't call it abortion. I well, mean, they don't call yeah, it uh, abortion. They call it woman's health. Woman's health, but actually, abortion was a change of terms. Actually, it was murder. They called it abortion, which softened it a little bit. But right. it's actually murdering a baby. Yeah, Mur taking a life, and so all these things. That, but words mm -hmm. are do matter. Yes, God they do matter. God will show you how you can use those. Well, to I advantage. hope you enjoyed this today. Hallelujah! God's been so good and gracious. And partners, once again, thank you for being so kind to put an investment into this ministry, Jesse Bryant's Ministries with your faithful financial seed. And let me say it again, we will not be lazy with your seed. We will reach people, we will change lives, one soul at a time, and I gotta add it, the hundredfold anointing's on me, this anointing of increase, it is on me, and I want it to come upon you, yeah. and it will if you just simply believe. Yeah. 
You see, and, and don't let time defeat you in any way, shape, or form. And you know, Jesse, even your sowing is something that's helping you to be ready. Right. You know, when we, sometimes when we've sown and give, we were being led by the Holy Spirit to do it, but mm -hmm. that's because God had something, saw something ahead that, that we would need, that harvest would come for something else that we needed down the road. Right. So every, even our sowing should be led by the Holy Spirit. That's right. Recognizing that He's propelling us forward, making us ready for that next Amen. situation. That's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. And don't forget the H factor. I talked about it in one of the boardroom chat, and that's the harvest. Yeah. Give, say, well, I don't expect nothing in return. That's not biblical. No farmer plants a seed without getting a harvest. And it's the same way with you. But remember this. It's more than a seed. It's an investment into your future. Yes. So until next week, this is Jesse and Kathy saying we love you, and we'll see you again very soon. God bless you. Bye-bye.